Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is The Rich Eisen Show. I'm going to guarantee this is a great segment. Live from The Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Like, what's the downside of guarantee? Like, this, this whole thing is hilarious. Mike McCarthy said, we're going to win the game. We're is going to win. Is it a guarantee, though? Of course it is. We're watering down the definition of a guarantee. Like, Joe Willie Namath is like, that's not a guarantee, guys. <laughs> the Rich Eisen Show. They don't ask you how, they ask you how many. Earlier on the show, host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio. Coming up, ESPN host and broadcaster, Chris Fowler. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air here on this very busy Monday. Monday night football tonight between the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. It's the fourth and final game this week involving a division leader that's two games in front of another team. The only team to have won such a game, the Cleveland Browns beat the Baltimore Ravens. As we saw, the Washington football team came close after getting uh, uh, blown out early, uh, trying to come back on the Dallas Cowboys, and then the uh, Raiders got totally blown out in Kansas City in those games. So it's a big, huge stake game tonight. The Arizona Cardinals need to win tonight to stay in the top spot. If they don't, they fall to the three seed. So uh, there's that. And the Rams need to actually get within one game of of a division if they want to Print a home playoff ticket for the spot where the Super Bowl is getting played just up the road. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Love this man. Consider him a great friend, not just because he and his wife are wonderful people, but because uh, we spent some time together back in the day at ESPN and have ever since. He is the voice of college football, essentially. And also, he did an outstanding job, as usual, hosting the Heisman Trophy ceremony over the weekend. He's my buddy Chris Fowler here in the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Chris? Oh, you flatter me, Rich. You showered me with love when I came on here. I it's the truth. Right, right back at you. <laughs> these are all these are all truthful statements. Hashtag truth. Um, so uh, let's get right into it um, with with that ceremony uh, over the weekend. Uh, Bryce Young was remarkable this year. Just remarkable. Um, do you think the uh, the writers got it correct in the the, the trophy award this yeah, week? Yeah, I mean writers and others. I mean, I, I think that look, he had something like 684 first place votes. And Hutchinson, which, by the way, is a tremendous job to finish second in the Heisman as a defensive player, had 78. So it was a landslide that I've never seen you go from, like, wide open to landslide. It reflects, like, 2021 uh, kind of lightning bolt speed that things move at, right? And we went from, like, wide open race to all of a sudden, and Bryce knows he was a long shot when they're losing to Auburn, right? And in their last regular season game, they're down to Auburn. They're going to be knocked out of the playoff. The offense has three points. He goes down there, accounts for all 97 yards on the game-time drive, wins it in overtime, 
and then dominates Georgia, and all of a sudden he goes from being in deep trouble to a landslide. That's how fast things happen this year. Yeah, and then uh, we're showing the final uh, vote uh, on the screen. I'll be honest with you. I don't know if it's because Hutchinson is so big. I, I I didn't know Bryce Young was so slight, you know, right? It's startling. Uh, it yeah, is, right? You, when you see a quarterback listed at six foot, you always know that's a fudge, right? Like they're, <laughs> they're probably 5'10". Like nobody wants to be 5-something. Right. In terms of quarterback height, but but that makes it all more remarkable what he's able to do to be a the number one recruit in the country at undersized. He's he sort of makes light of that. I mean, no one doubted Bryce Young was going to be a great college quarterback, by the way. I mean, everybody knew he could play, but he doesn't fit the prototype. And it, thankfully, the prototype is expanding and changing, uh, you know, in part because of guys like Baker and, and Kyler, who's going to you know, be in this game tonight and others have sort of reshaped what prototype is, but he is, he is, I would say five ten, maybe, right. and very slightly built. Like he knows he's got to get stronger, a little sturdier. He doesn't take a lot of hits because he's so smooth and they pretty much protect him well for the most part this year. And he's so uh, instinctive and elusive, but he's not powerfully built, which is uh, something you'll probably want to add a few pounds, but it's remarkable. His vision, all the other intangibles, He's got, and then his his ability to uh, to just be so cool and calm under pressure. Yeah, and we'll and we'll get to the games uh, that are still remaining for the college football playoffs in a second with you, Chris Fowler, here on the Rich Eisen Show. We'll get to that in a second. Couldn't help but notice uh, Jim Harbaugh had great seats behind third base uh, on Saturday night, uh, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and he, did, are, you, are you saying he should have been sitting behind home plate or something? No, 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 no. He, th- <laughs> I'm just saying he was right behind Ryan Day, who he said, uh, I think it was to the Ohio State coach he was alluding when he said after the victory over Ohio State that some people are born on third base and think they hit a triple. So that's yeah, what I'm referring to. Oh, now I get it. Now I get it. Yes. I, I don't think he gave a lot of thought to that. I, I tell you what, yes. um, you know, it was sort of like a, a little celebratory for Michigan because they did get the W. Yes. And, and CJ was sacked and harassed by the guy that he stood next to on the stage, which yes. was a little interesting. Yep. Uh, and, the, and the guys in the show sort of made light of that, which I don't think everybody loves. But... <laughs> we, talk, we did talk about yeah, Desmond's. Desmond's. Like I mean, Ohio State. So yes. I, I, I think that it was, it was an interesting dynamic in that room. And, and, you know, they're not going to face each other in the playoff, but you obviously got Aiden and Bryce perhaps on a collision course and, and, and CJ and off to the Rose Bowl. So, yeah, that, it's, it gets a little. They got along well, but um, yeah, it was it was a night for Michigan folks to kind of puff their chest out, yes. somewhat to the expense of Ohio State. But it's been a long time coming. Again. Well, I mean, so what was it like in a commercial break? Did Jim and uh, Ryan uh, just shake hands, <laughs> ch- get chatty? What, I, uh, what happened? Didn't even occur. You know, you said I, I, Nick's over on one side and our doozies over there. The coaches were sort yeah. of, but yes, they did place them next to each other. I, don't, I didn't see them like chatting it up in the commercial breaks. No, I did not see that. Okay. Yeah, I'm just wondering <laughs> if there was any interesting uh, asides, because I'm sure it's so quiet in there that you could you could hear a pin drop, certainly, if uh, Jim and Ryan are going to be talking during a commercial yeah, break. Yeah, I, I, I guess I don't think I, I... I go over and say hello to each coach yes. and each set of parents. It's not easy to do that before the show. So in the breaks and in and around the show, I try to make you know, pay my respects to everybody, <laughs> and it didn't even occur to me, actually, that the... It wasn't just Harbaugh. I think the Hutchinson family was sitting right behind <laughs> <laughs> so, literally breathing down their neck yes. a lot of that Saturday in the big house. <laughs> oh boy, Chris Fowler here uh, on the Rich Eisen show. Okay, so you are you and Herb Street uh, and the rest of your crew are calling the Orange Bowl, correct? It'll be correct. you'll be yes. calling Michigan yes. and Georgia. Excited about that. Very excited. Mm, okay, so they, they've never played since '65, man. Do you know that Wolverines and Georgia haven't played? They've only played twice. 
And the last time was in 65. Wow. I did not know that. I think it was his first year coaching, went up to the big house, and neither school was any good. They're both also rans in their conference. It's amazing they never connected on, you know, the Capital One outback or the various balls, Big Ten faces SEC. They they haven't played, which is kind of an added layer of cool just to see them on the on the field together. Right. And so uh, what do you how do you think just again, uh, having no and knowing the schools and obviously knowing the sport? Uh, the matchup, what do you think that that looks like first blush for you, Chris? Defensive, low scoring. Vegas has got as one of the lower scoring games you'll see at this level. CFP games have been known for wild shootouts, basically, in the era when Clemson and Alabama and LSU brought these big offenses in. I think it's a different feel this year. You know, Cincinnati and Alabama have been slightly higher scoring, but you know, both, both teams sort of want to be physical and run the ball, and I think it comes down to which quarterback's going to be able to make plays. You saw McNamara make some beautiful throws against Ohio State, take advantage of the play-action opportunities, press the ball when needed, take care of the football, which is what he has to do against Georgia. And then Stetson Bennett looked really average against Alabama after looking good for a lot of the year, at least in the metrics and the analytics. I always felt like, this is no slight on him. I mean, it's hard not to be insulted by this, but I just felt like limitations were going to come into play at some point when the quarterback had to make plays. And, And Alabama didn't give him any breathing room, came after him, and he looked, he struggled big time in that game. So if Michigan can make him uncomfortable, uh, again, I like their, I like their chances. I, I think that, um, you know, McNamara, it, it really is as simple sometimes as quarterback play, right, in these games, because I think they're pretty evenly matched, and they're both physical, and they both want to do the same things. And then, you know, uh, in the other game, I, I imagine, you know, you knowing Saban as well as possible, the amount of rat poison that he refers to in the normal sense this week, the, the last time was yummy because it, he was on the opposite side uh, of the conversation. I imagine Cincinnati coming in and playing Alabama, the amount of rat poison, he, he's going to be like the exterminator. He's going to be just uh, trying to make sure that nothing gets through. I'd they imagine on themselves that when you look as good as they did against Georgia, everybody's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Why, why was Bama an underdog again? Why did we doubt them? I mean, they just, that was, that was emphatic. And, and comprehensive. So they go into this game as a big favorite. And I'm going to be interested to see how Fickle and Cincinnati approach this. I mean, do they act like this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity? We've, we've, we were never going to come this way again. We've got to, in order they go out and play with a little bit of abandon and freedom. And I, I think that would help because the playoff deal is different. And, and teams that have not experienced it and don't know how to approach it, and whereas Alabama, all those players have been in multiple playoff games and championship games and so on. It's really, you know how it is in the NFL. It's just different. It's a different level of intensity. And so you say, it's just a regular game. You approach it the same. Uh, okay, go ahead. Good luck with that. It doesn't really work. If you don't match the intensity of Alabama right away and send a statement early, uh, these games get away from people in a big hurry. Uh, we've seen it so many times in the semifinal games. And they, they, they will come out swinging. And since he better be ready to match it early and hang with him, if they do, if they hang with him, keep making it a close game. Um, I, you know, Desmond Ritter is more than capable of causing Alabama a lot of problems. But you got to just have to survive the opening rounds and the heavyweight comes out flailing. Chris Fowler here on the Rich Eisen Show. I'll give you the floor. Uh, I haven't spoken to you since the uh, Lincoln Riley to USC and then Brian Kelly to uh, LSU moves went down. Um, you know, the conversation being. Uh, that it's just the latest example, in my mind, of I don't want to hear a, player, a person complain about a player not playing in a bowl game if coaches are allowed to do something like Brian Kelly has every right to, to do what he did. 
I mean, Notre Dame was potentially going to play in the college play a football playoff when he did that. Uh, so, what are your what's your sense on uh, the topic du jour in college football? Yeah, no, I, I don't like the direction the sport's going in that respect. I think it's it's irreversible. Um, basically, I, I think the fluidity um, is, is is hard to stop with the transfer portal, the coaches' movement. A couple things happened. One on the coaching front, Ogeron getting fired was a chilling thing for coaches because two years ago he's walking on water at LSU. Two years later, he's out of a job, and it can happen that fast. So I think people feel like, well, if they can do that to one of their own, um, Brian Kelly goes down to LSU knowing he's got to win because culturally it's a weird fit. You know, he's, he's had, as I'm sure you've talked about, some yes. awkward moments <laughs> trying to transition to the Bayou, which is a unique, wonderful place. But I, I've talked to many coaches over the years who've been outsiders there, whether it's Donardo or Mike Archer. If you're not from there and you don't get the culture, you just have a shorter rope. So – Brian knows he needs to win. Um, you know, Lincoln Riley, to me, listen, I mean, no offense intended Norman, Oklahoma, but if you have a chance to be in L.A. And, and, and resurrect USC, I think he feels like he's gone as far as he can in Oklahoma. They didn't win a championship or win a playoff game, but headed to the SEC, um, it's going to get even more challenging. I think he sees a chance to, to immediately inject life into recruiting at USC, which has been kind of um, untapped for a while. They have not recruited the way they've needed to. Let guys go. I mean, just look at look at these California quarterbacks. Look at look at C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Bryce Young, yeah. L.A. guys, Rich. They're from right there. Right, Najee Modern Harris. Guys. I mean, like honestly, if you yeah. you you on could, and on and on, you could take all these kids. You know, some of the best players from Alabama right now. And had they not been poached from you uh, from Southern California, they'd stayed put. You know, if you're, you're not just losing guys to Oregon or somewhere else in the Pac-12. You're losing them to schools across the country. Right. And so I think he he comes in obviously able to flip a couple guys and i think he'll you know look there's a value in being younger and a hipper on the recruiting trail right and that's what notre dame sort of got when kelly leaves marcus freeman gets promoted all of a sudden you got a younger hipper energy and there's value in that in 2021 in terms of the recruiting climate so i think lincoln will do well at usc i really do i think he's a guy they feel like will make big upgrades in recruiting and make a difference on saturdays I think that's what they're looking for a lot of times in coaches who can who can call the plays as he does, and and literally make a difference during the game. And and a, a CEO type coach is less able to do that. Uh, but but Lincoln is is the guy that runs the offense, and so for better or worse, it's his show. And I, I think that he's he's got a great brand, and, and right now it's hot. And I, I'm not surprised he made the move. So uh, after the um, college football playoff semifinal orange bowl you're you and kirk are going to call the rose bowl right you're gonna be out here in pasadena all right taking a very fast plane okay sleeping, and then we, we just never want to miss the chance to call the rose bowl when there's an opportunity and we're yeah. asked to do it so I, I think that uh it's an intriguing game i hope ohio state's receivers like garrett wilson and crystal lobby decide to play i think it's very much up in the air right now which would be a bummer i mean we talked about that um you're not sitting out the Gasparilla Bowl, though. Sitting out the Rose Bowl is sort of a different deal when you're a Big Ten team. And I, 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 it's their decision to make. you got to respect it, whatever it is. But it will impact the game. But, yeah, we're, we're pumped to get out there. Utah will bring everybody, and Utah will be very pumped up. And be nobody opting out for them, I don't think. No, and, um, and, and they'll be – never been before. So. Right, and the, 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 uh, it's geographically sound as well. So there, there will be a, a large uh, Utes contingent that will be there. you got the national championship game. And then uh, in between, is it you're, – you're calling uh, an NFL game? Is right? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> 
Okay, team. You say that with a quizzical tone. I am not. I'm just saying because I, I don't know if you have time to do all this, Chris. That's what I'm we're saying. Gonna time. I, I, we're going to find You were great doing the work. Monday night game, uh, Pittsburgh and the Giants. See, I even remember what no, the matchup I, is. At first glance, it seems like a lot. It, it, we, ESPN has <laughs> two NFL games on the Saturday of Week 18. Right. And uh, obviously, we, we only have the one main crew. Those guys will do their thing. and. Um, we'll get, we'll get, I guess, the second pick of the game. We don't know what that's going to be yet because it depends on, obviously, what playoff spots are up in the air. It seems like, as you pointed out a minute ago, almost everybody's in the playoff race. So uh, it'd be hard to imagine these games not having some impact on Week 18 almost everywhere you go. But, yeah, it's cool. I, I, I love the NFL. I'm a fan of it. Um, I, it. We had a great experience. It was, it was right after the U.S. Open, so it was a bizarre preparation, just like this one's going to be. But um, we'll find out the last minute. We'll get at the speed best we can, and we'll do the game. We'll get in a plane and go to Indy, and and uh, oh, boy. two days later call the championship. Uh, that's what I'm saying. You got you got to. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's your it's your itinerary. I was being quizzical about yeah. Chris, not your your NFL as, as bona fides. We, so we will. I will be. I will be trying to get ahead on prep and sleep between now and then, but it's going to be fun. I mean, come on. You yeah, of course. It'll be. Hey, hey, here, we're, we're blessed. Let me get your NFL juices flowing by asking you a question right here. Yeah, I, I, perhaps lost amongst the fact that you were hosting the Heisman Trophy ceremony on Saturday. It was a story that came out on NFL.com about Urban Meyer in Jacksonville right now. And there's a big to-do going on right there because the piece was saying at one point he sat his coaches down and made them defend their resumes against his to show why they should be brought back next year. And, you know, that's, uh, that's an outlier, to say the least, here in the professional ranks. Is there, is there um, a sense that, 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 that his handling of the losses here in, in the NFL is the way that he would maybe handle the outlier of one single loss at the college level, and that might be the disconnect here? Uh, Chris, there are probably several thoughts? challenges for him to adapt and adjust, and the players too. I mean, I, you know, you can come in and be a drill sergeant from day one, and, and you can imagine how that might not go over well if you're losing. Right, right you, you know this. If you win, everything's fine. That, that, that's a tonic for all the problems. But right. when you lose, everything is amplified. And I, I don't know the, the exact tone of those meetings, defending their resume versus his, if you're going to put it that way. That doesn't sound very good. On the surface, no. That's how it went down. But, uh, you know, in making them justify their job, that doesn't sound very good. But who knows exactly how it went down. I, I think that, look, I mean, head coaches are always going to look to fix things uh, and, and give themselves a chance to keep the job. Many, many, many guys fire coordinators. And then yes. when that doesn't fix the problem, guess who's next? So, you know, but I. I always thought that it might be a bit of an adjustment for him to do right. NFL and for the players on that side of things too. And I don't know. You tell me. Was the deck that stacked against <laughs> him Jacksonville from the start? I don't know. Well, no I, I, I don't know. I mean, you you have uh, called pretty much uh, every one of Trevor Lawrence's big college football games. You saw him as generationally talented as he is right in front of you, and you also called a ton of great urban games. I'm just wondering, based on what you knew of both of them, the way that he would run a program you know, in Columbus or even before that in Florida and knowing Lawrence, if, if, uh, if anything that I just told you from that article rings true of what he would do in Columbus, I guess is the way I should have more artfully asked the question of you. I think it's tough there. I think it's tough for players and coaches because you're right about the parallel. You don't lose games in college like, like they're losing. You, know, you lost more games by far in this season than you lost in a career. You've got to go back years and years. I mean, lost to the Jags have now. What is it? 11, 11 and he had 12, nine 12. at Ohio State. 
That's it. Yeah, exactly. So there, there, there's your answer. I mean, he's just not built for losing. He never has lost like this. And then the players haven't either. So, I, you know, you know, this sport is just damned hard. And when you're losing, it's even harder on all fronts. And I don't think Urban suffers losses well at all. It's one of the reasons why he was so driven and so good in college. But like I said, I don't, I don't know if, if it's going to work. I don't know if the deck was stacked. I don't know what, what to make of it. But um, I don't think anybody imagined it going, going this badly. Do you? No. I, mean, I think the only – have them making the playoffs. I mean, nobody did, right? But, I mean, in terms of – they're going to finish with, what, 13 losses, 14 losses? I think so. I think the one thing we can guarantee is those Saturday games that uh, that ESPN's going to have is is basically <laughs> not going to include Jacksonville because I think this I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more than fine with that. Listen, you know, one of the things, we we're so spoiled, though, Rich. I mean, these broadcast teams in the NFL, like you go in and even a big game involving a, a marquee opponent. Right. You might have the other side as four and eight or something, right? So you got to go and do the meetings when things are going south. We don't have that problem in college. Everyone we, we call, they're having a, it's a big game, they're having a great season. <laughs> yeah, it's true. tough go in there. You know, hopefully we do the week eighteen. We'll have some great meetings with people, and there'll be yes. there'll be a lot to play for. And you know, well, you mentioned like the Cardinals game. Like, what's cool about the league is you can suffer a bunch of losses. I happen to like the parity of it. I think it's one of the weaknesses of college football at the moment. It's just so top heavy this year, less so. It's nice to see some fresh faces winning conference titles, and 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 have some fresh faces in the playoff. But the NFL, like like Arizona, like if they're third, if they're third in the conference, you got you got to go through Tampa. Good luck with that. I mean, it, it's a, there's so much at, at stake. Like oh, yeah. a Monday game with a few weeks to go. I like that. I like that part of it. Yeah, and and, and guess what? You and Kirk for those conversations. You're the fresh face. I guarantee you because it's week 18, right? So you're going to be calling the national championship game a couple of days later. The first several minutes of your Zoom or your meeting will be them picking your brain about what you think is going to happen in the game. I guarantee you that's what's going to happen. You know, they're going to be excited. Uh, to maybe. See I don't know. Their time is precious. I no, no, no. I bet you. I think well, it, is, it is kind of neat when you come in, you get the rare chance, and we've only done the one game, but we've also – I bump into plenty of NFL people, you know, on the, on the scouts and so on, and personnel people around at games, and it is kind of neat. You're, you're not one of the ones who are bugging them and harassing them every week, so the, it, it's nice to be a fresh face, and Absolutely. They're, they're a little bit eager to talk to you, which which is pleasant. Yeah, I mean, if you get Belichick, you'll talk Saban with him. You get Kyler, you can yeah. talk about Oklahoma. I mean, you and Kirk have quite the Rolodex to be talking with all of these guys. We need to have a conversation with Mayock on the field in Vegas at the Pac-12 championship game about Kayvon Thibodeau, versus Hutchinson, you know, pass rushers, what they look for, what, what's sure. crucial about about how a team views them. I mean, that we don't smother our college broadcasts in what what their draft board position is because I think you can overdo that. It's a college game, I and mean, we're not talking about um, we're not talking about the next level essentially. But it is fun for me to hear their perspective on it. Right? There's a lot of value in how we present it based on you know, how how these guys are viewed from uh, personnel guys. Chris, great to chat with you. Say hello to Jennifer. How's the pod doing? What's going on? Your pod. Um, it's good. Yeah. We have we have uh you know who Jen Welter is, the first female coach in, in the yeah, NFL. Of course, sure. with, with the Cardinals. She she is yes. our, our brand new guest and she's talking about a lot of stuff, you know, coaching and from from a very different perspective. But she, she is the current guest, and uh, Lance Armstrong was the one before her. So it's going well. Thank you. I appreciate it. Fowler, who you got? They were all podcasts <laughs> are, are required. And you go back with Lance to the Scholastic Sports America days on ESPN, don't you? It's a conversation we've never had in, in 35 years of friendship, I can tell you that. this was It was a very interesting 
deep dive into stuff we'd never gotten into. So okay. it was cool. Where all podcasts can be acquired. Check that out. Chris, <laughs> you check. You take care of yourself. We'll chat soon. you and Susie. Happy holidays. Right back you. at you. The great Chris Fowler, everybody, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Love that guy. Fantastic. See, he's just like, what do you mean? You're laughing about the NFL. It's like, no, no, not at all. Not at all. Let's take a break. We'll come back, take phone calls. Let's do it, Let's do it Chris. Let's do it. And there's a poll question we haven't even gotten to today. It's going to piss uh, TJ Jefferson off. It'll be great. That'll <laughs> be next. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. We're back here on the Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Network. Sideline Mike in Atlanta has been chit-chatting with us. And I just want to just remind everybody that now that we have a much larger radio audience that has heard you call in, Sideline Mike, Last time we heard from you, you were telling me that Michigan didn't want a piece of Georgia at all. And I said, if we got past Ohio State and won the Big Ten, I'm here for all the smoke. So I'm here for every last ounce of the smoke. Okay. And 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 like and unlike a former president, I am inhaling. I am absolutely inhaling all of the smoke. Because I'm gonna tell you, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, all I'm saying is this. Yeah. Yeah. You've been wa- I've been watching your team. You've been watching mine. Yes. we got three weeks to get this right because what I'm going to tell you, brother, we've lost eight straight Alabama. Ain't nobody lining up to try to take that butt moving again. So my national championship game is going to be the Orange Bowl. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? Same with me. But like I told you, Rich, don't sit too close to the TV, baby. You might get a black eye. Sounds, <laughs> sounds good. And sideline, Mike. <laughs> There's number 97 in your program. There's number 55 in your program, and they're going to meet. And hey. they're and they're going to meet at Stetson Bennett the Third's Country Club. Oh, and they're going to wreck that Harold oh, Club in Stetson. Stetson Bennett. 
He's coming. I want him to knock. Hey, I want him to knock him out the game so we can get JD. Sideline mode. There we go. Sideline mode. We rack rack him. So that's it. That's they say. He needs a card. He needs his own card. Yeah, we got to get his card for him too. All those, all everybody in, in JT Daniels. And I've heard uh, he's kind of like the, uh, the quarterback from um, draft day. You know? Nobody came to his birthday? Uh, that's what I'm hearing about. That's why part of the reason why you don't see yeah, JT on, in fun. this game. Why not? I'm telling you, football people, shit, chat, 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 chat. Chatty Cappies. You know what? You know what I'm hearing about too. What we're gonna hearing about? Uh, it's what I'm hearing because it's all I hear stuff about. New segment, rich hear stuff. Yeah. Rich hear stuff. Should what I say hearing? what I'm hearing? Yeah, new new segment. You know, Streets is talking. I that's hear, the, I heard that's the segment. Streets is talking. I'm hearing. I'm hearing. I'm hearing. I'm hearing you're gonna be hearing, hearing about things? Kenny Pickett's hands. Oh jeez. His small hands. Right. He's got small hands. That's what's coming to. Who cares? Kenny Pickett. What do you think <laughs> about Kenny Pickett? Uh, he's got yeah. small hands. Got small hands. So, so he, I'm, t- I'm telling you, so everybody his hands aren't too small for Pitt, but they're too small for Houston. Maybe, I don't know. You know, I, I think that argument is stupid, right? The hand size. But if, have you ever really just looked at some of the mitts of some of these quarterbacks? Look at Tom Brady's paws. Look at Aaron Rodgers' hands. Big, like, big old they've hands. got some. I know. Paws, bro. Some of these guys. <laughs> Jared Goff. We heard about his hands. How many times he put the ball on the floor? Sometimes. Right? Russell Wilson is my size, and his hands are enormous. I'm telling you guys, and this is why I don't understand Urban Myers. like I'm not used to this. The NFL community, the scouting community, the front office community, the coaching community, the player community, the, the, the union community, I'm pounding the table, man. Yeah, that, name yeah, it. That Mike name Flag it. is having the rough name day. It. I know. <laughs> Mike, you got to take care of this after the show. I don't want to keep doing this. Tape this is up. your bailiwick. I want to see, are you a winner or a loser, okay? I'm a winner. I'm I telling you, man, it. everybody talks. I Scouts heard. talk. You know, strength coaches talk. And quality control coaches talk. They'll they talk to one another. Everybody talks. So when the Rams blow out the Jaguars, the Jaguars come out to the Rams, and they're like, you have no idea what's going on in the side. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> James Robinson didn't play, and then all of a sudden Trevor Lawrence goes up to coach, and coach says, you know, okay, then put him back in. And the Rams players are probably like, what? And the Jaguars players are like, uh-huh. And Marvin just and then left the Rams practice. players are like, hey, do you want to come play with us next year? I'll tell Les about it. Like, oh, yeah, sure, you should do that. Okay, sounds great. And then all of a sudden somebody tells that to somebody who tells it to Tom Pulisero. Could have been one of the players. And, they and, then, told- and, then, and then Urban steps up to the microphone afterwards, and he's just like, yeah, I don't know why he got benched. I need to talk to the coaches who are in charge of that. That's not named me. And then some of the coaches hear that, and they're like, you have no idea what. And they tell an agent who tells somebody who tells Tom Pelissero. And, they, and then and then and then and then they're all talking to each other, saying, "Did you see that coach went up afterwards and said it was he's got to talk to somebody about why he was benched when he told me to bench him?" <laughs> Did you see he said something like that? Because it's unbelievable. Because you have no idea what he told us two weeks ago. And Urban's like, "I'm not used to that." Because everybody's like, "Uh oh, coach is coming." Yep. Because if I don't, if 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 I say something to him, then that that. Five-star recruit who's part of my nine quarterback quarterback room here. He might get the you might get the one rep I could get. I gotta be quiet. He won't like it if I'm thinking of going to the transfer portal. And grown ass men are like, "Can you believe what he just said?" I can't wait to tell the Rams that when this game's over. 
Imagine those group chats on text. Oh my God. <laughs> this is real talk. I'm telling you, this is the way it goes. This is real talk. It's not somebody's brother saying something. It's somebody who's sick and tired of it. And I totally understand if this is the way Urban handles losing. Because it handle, it, it, he would sometimes go two years without employing this sort of thing. Right? He would yeah, go yeah. two years without going all code red on his coaching staff because they lost once. Yep. Or going all code red because he didn't want to lose to Michigan once. Well, when you do it in week 10 and then you do it in week 11, you did it in week 5 after you didn't fly back. You know, and then it's going to mount up. Real talk. Hashtag right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Real talk. Rich, here's this things. is the way it works in the NFL. I get things. And it doesn't matter how many glass eggs you raised at the previous level. doesn't matter. It doesn't. Certainly if you think, oh, next time I fumble, I might not get in the game and then coach won't own it when he's asked about it. Perfect example. Counter argument. Counter example. Perfect example. Coach Tomlin, you bench Clay, Chase Clay, Claypool? Yes, I did. Yep. Yes, I did. <laughs> because it's high on my damn agenda. Different. What's the difference? <laughs> Players hear that. Oh, oh, coach. Yeah. He wasn't like, you know what? I need to I need to talk to the position coach around here because, you know, they're in charge of that sort of thing. And no. Coach, did you bench Chase Claypool because of his first quarter personal foul? Thursday night football. Post game, Thursday night football. Yes. Yes, I did. Maybe my message isn't getting through to these guys. That's the way you handle it in the National Football League. These are real stories I'm telling you, folks. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. What Belichick, what would Belichick say? You know what he would say? We're, 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 we're moving on. We're moving on. I got to coach better. We got to play better. And everyone's like, you know what? He doesn't say that. He he gives you nothing. But that's what you got to do. Right. We're on to Cincinnati. Which is, again, another reason why Mike McCarthy is going to be asked this week. You guarantee to win this week, coach? Ha, 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 ha. I say, yeah, keep doing it. We're we're 1-0 with guarantees. Let's keep it going. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And he didn't want to hear about the way the game finished. He's like, that's what happens in division games. You want to hear about it. That's what happens in division games. Well, what happens in a playoff game, then, then that, that sort of stuff happens in a playoff game. Dak throws a pick six in a playoff game. That's going to be a different story. You know? So he, he would have thrown it. He wouldn't have thrown the pick six if Mike wouldn't have no, 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 the no, victory. No, 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 no. That's not I'm... true. I know. I know. And that's what Irv said. You know, they're all talk. Yabber, 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 yabber. They don't suit up. It's the players who suit up. And like you know, would they have? Would that have happened even if Mike didn't say what he said? Of course, of course. Yeah. So I mean, if it, I don't know, I. But it'll be this week. Dallas Cowboys. How can I come out and guarantee it so he doesn't have to? Yes. You're not. It's not the same thing. Kind of, because I think I represent Cowboy well, Nation to the fullest here. Uh, what's your resume, though? Well, you, you got a it winner? on your desk, man. Are you a winner? Two pages of Can't glory. Can't believe that that's stand for goodness. Mm-hmm. Hey, <laughs> no hey, hey, Mike, you're taking on the 4-9 and nine New York Giants. <laughs> you going to guarantee a win? Because they're worse than the Washington football team. 
I don't think he has to with the Giants. I, I mean, it's known. I, I think that's that's a guaranteed <laughs> that is a guaranteed question this week. Oh yeah, for sure, a guaranteed question his way. I guarantee you that question will be asked. I him. hope upon hope. Should that we he call into the Zoom just to make sure it gets asked by one of us? <laughs> please say, please somebody ask him, and please have him say yes. I don't think we have to ask. I don't think we have to ask. It's absolutely. Brockman, going to I think happen. he should start his next presser. Just come to the mic. Guarantee we're winning on uh, Sunday against the man just a little bit. Maybe I'll tweet Ed Werder and make sure he gets it out there. <laughs> By the way, just checking in on TJ Jefferson's uh, preseason assessment oh. of the Dallas Cowboys. Oh. How, how are we doing? Um, you had them going 13 and 4, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, you had them losing to Tampa, which they did, and then winning all the way to losing in Kansas City, which Oof. they did. You had them beating the Chargers. Beating the Eagles and Panthers and Giants and winning at New England, then going into a bye, then coming out and winning against Minnesota. You had them beating Denver, which they did not do. Then you had them beating the Atlanta Falcons and then losing to the Kansas City Chiefs. No, remember I thought I predicted that we were going to lose to Denver because we did this twice. You did not. Yeah, maybe, maybe that. Week. Oh, wait a minute, you did. Yeah, I did. Okay, I so you, you did it twice. Did. You, you, yeah. you had them go thirteen and four once, and then you had them eleven and six. Here's the eleven and six one. You had them losing to Tampa and then winning all the way to losing to Denver. Then you had them beating the Falcons and losing to the Chiefs. You had them winning on Thanksgiving and then losing at the Saints. You transpose that. You had them losing at the Giants this week. Yeah, I mean, and then losing to the Cardinals. That's our eleven and six. I think they're going to go twelve and five, and you're going to be right. DJ has been improving every single week, and he has been showing out. I'm just saying. Not to be, you know, I'm just saying. You know, 13 and 4, that was my first blush. And then you guys all yelled at me like, ah. So then I had to go back. Like, all right, let me just really do this. And that, that's when the they 11 and 6 it. came. But, um, Irv had him 10 and 7. Really? Yeah, that's right. We did it here. I, I thought know. he would have had. Uh, right. there's, he definitely he had him better? better than 10. Or did 10 you have him 10 and 7? He had him 13 and 4. No, no, I definitely had him 10 and 7. But Irv having him 10 and 7. I have three wins and losses here. I got three <laughs> columns. I should have marked them. Rich. One of them was Irv and two of them are yours. I think Irv had 13 Rich. and 4. Yeah, and you had 10 and 7. Your first one is you had him losing to Tampa. I never said And then 10 winning and 7. all the way to losing to, to oh, New England. I think 10 and 7 is you. Yeah, because I never would have said 10 and 7. Yeah, you might have said 10 and 7. I said 13 and 4. You might have been 10 and 7. Just as like right off the bat. You and had then, 10 and 7. Somebody said they were losing to Tampa first, then winning all the way to losing to New England. I think it was you, Rich, because when I gave you, you yeah. my second one was 11 and 6. Yeah, that was me. You made fun of uh, me, and then you gave me yours, and it was 10 and 7. I was like, well, what's the difference there? Right. I had them yeah. losing. I had them, then this is me, then. I had them losing at New England, yeah, that's you, then man. winning all the way to losing at Kansas City, before winning on Thanksgiving, and then losing to the Saints and the football team. Oof. Yeah, man. Then I had them um, winning out. They're 10 and 7. I had them losing to Arizona. If I picked them to lose to the that. Giants, that was me not knowing that Glennon was the quarterback. <laughs> Glennon. <laughs> Knock on wood if you're with me. I mean, All right, we'll take a break, and we'll finish up with that great uh, poll question and set up tonight's, uh, tonight's conversation. That's next on The Rich Eisen Show. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Show. (laughs) Back on the Rich Eisen oh, Show, writ large, everybody yeah. with our radio audience and everything. You know, Pat was here on Friday in town. Oh, yeah. He was uh, doing Smackdown. Doing Smackdown. Smackdown. Uh, Smackdown. All right. Um, so tonight's game is pretty big. The Arizona Cardinals have already beaten the Rams this season. If you remember that, that was the... That was kind of the... That was kind of the... All right. The Cardinals... It was like the higher register Cardinals win. Week four. All right. Okay. We see you. Yep. You know, we saw what you did against the Titans in week one, and, you know, it's just a week one thing. And, you know, I mean, you barely beat the Vikings, who had a, a game winner teed up against you in your home opener, and you won that one, and then you beat the Jaguars. All right, we see you. Right. That was week four. And now here comes the Rams taking on the Cardinals, and they're two games behind. They need to win this game. They need the oh, dub they right here. Win. They need the dub because they'll be three, three back uh, with four to play. That's no bueno. And guess who's right behind the Rams? The San Francisco 49ers, who the Rams are going to be hosting in the final week of the season, who they've already lost to as well. So that would be three Two division wins. losses. they got to win both of those games. Two of them at the hands of the team that's right in front of them. they got to win. And the Niners both. are 7-6. and six. We didn't even talk about what they did in Cincinnati. Jimmy G awesome. getting hit in the chops. He set them up for a win with Robbie Gold with no time left, and then Gold with an uncharacteristic miss in overtime, and then Joey Burrow forces overtime by dropping dimes. He was terrific towards the end of the game. And, uh, and then overtime we go. The uh, <clears throat> Bengals get it, only get three. Niners get it, score touchdown and win because Jimmy G just – Kittle is just a grown-ass man again. I mean, he is just – he could play for me. He gets in traffic. He pancakes people. He opens a run game. He opens the passing game. He gives Jimmy G an easy target, which sometimes Jimmy G, all quarterbacks are in need of that. He's incredible. That catch he made at the end. He and Debo and then then Brandon Ayuk, who, as we all know, is in the doghouse for the first month. He made an incredibly acrobatic play to wrap it up. And here come the Niners. They're 7-6. and The only non-division winners in football in the NFC. I guess I'm putting in a small stuff. The only non-division winners in the NFC who are above 500 are the second and third place teams in the NFC West. Everybody else is under 500, including your seven-seeded six and seven Washington football team. So Rams cannot afford to lose this football game. They have to win this tonight in Arizona if they want to win the division. Making the playoffs, they're still in good standing. But they've got a home date with Seattle. And then at Minnesota, at Baltimore, home for San Francisco. Four tough ones to wrap up. Tonight would be a good one to win. To get some nice wind at your back instead of losing four or five going into that four-game stretch to end. And then you got the Cardinals. If they lose tonight, they fall to the three seed. Green Bay, numero uno. How about that? Mm. So tons at stake tonight. Which leads to an interesting poll question, Christopher. Ooh. You haven't put it up yet, did you? Because I didn't ask you until the very end here. Yeah. What is or you want to? Or you want to? 
But it was what we discussed before the show. What? What do you mean, what? Which team do you trust more? Oh, the trust one. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> I mean, we literally talked about it. I half know. Hour well, I thought we were going to do a whole segment about this. I okay. thought you said oh. she was okay. You want to wait till tomorrow to do that? Yeah. Sure. I, I mean, it's a good segment. I want to see what happens tonight. Well, we better. Yeah, this is big. Because it involves the Rams. Yeah, it involves the Rams. Yeah. Win or lose, though, I think the Rams are on the pole. You know, who do you trust? Bills, Cowboys, Chargers, Rams. All right, we'll wait for tomorrow to do that. 24 hours. Everybody going to be giving you a heads up on that. Because I don't think the Rams win tonight. Why? No, they have to win. I, despite what Matthew told us last week, I think he's a little dinged up. He doesn't look like himself out there. And, you know, not having Robert Woods is a big deal. And I know Sony Michelle. That's the guy. It ran well last that's week. That's the guy. But they played Jacksonville last that's week. That's the guy. And no Daryl Henderson. I'll say that's the guy one more time. <laughs> that's the guy. If Sony Michelle uh, yeah. can run the ball effectively, you give him like 20 carries and he gives He's those. He's going to get them. He puts them on schedule. He keeps them on schedule. Second and sixes instead of second and nines. Third and threes instead of third and sevens. First downs instead of third downs. That's the guy, man. That's the guy. And we'll but see I if they'll do gonna, that They're going to have to hit some big plays with Odell or Van Jefferson or somebody. They're going to have to hit some home runs because we know the Cardinals can hit home runs. So they got to go bat for bat with those guys. Or we see tonight Vaughn showing up, and we see the full Vaughn reason why they got him, and Vaughn starts hectoring Kyler Murray. What a big game tonight is. Yeah, it's massive. No Manning cast tonight? No. No. All right. Next one they, they have, I think, is week 17 yes. and then, then, then the uh, Monday the night playoff, yeah, playoff yeah. game. Got it. Got it. So if Fowler's doing a, a, one of the Saturday games on week 18 and the Monday night football crew is doing a week 18 game, who would be the, the college football cast going against them? The college football version the, of the, the Manning, Manning cast? cast? Yeah, yeah. Oh, baby. Great question. Who would that be? Hmm. I don't know. They were on the Heisman broadcast together. Tebow and RG3, I think, would be awesome. Yeah. RG3 is really good doing college games. I haven't heard him. He does a really good job. I wouldn't mind seeing Jarolowski on there. I like him as well. But a college. You're brothers. You got brothers here. The Watts? Have the Watts do it? I see, I see what you're doing. You it's, see where I'm going? It's diff- I like quarterbacks, though, because you kind of learn a little bit more about the game. Why? Defensive, defensive players know exactly how to get the quarterback off the spot. Uh, Tom Brady gave us what he thought about defenders and, <laughs> and, and how they should. What, they're, know, they're like. They're just like, you know. Blind dogs going for meat? Yeah, just like chasing. chasing what do you think wins tonight, TJ? What do you think wins tonight? You know, is D-Hop playing? I may have missed that. Yeah. He He's played, playing. Played, played, played last week. Um. But Jalen Ramsey usually it's, takes care of him. Yeah, that, I'd love and watching that he matchup. he didn't travel with Devontae Adams when they played. So, I don't know. This is going to be a good game That's, tonight, I know man. that. I think um, it's going to be a I'm telling you, the name is Sony Michelle. I'm going to go and with I think, I think they saw what he could do last week, and Daryl Henderson is going to get some run if he is healthy enough to play in the game. And if not... They're going to be running Sony Michelle. Well, Daryl Henderson is on the COVID list. Yeah, he's not playing. Oh, that. I didn't even know sure. that. Yeah, yeah. Look at me. Yeah, he's, he's on the out. IR. He's out. Th- okay. This is why Sony's getting That's there. the yeah. guy. Yeah. Well, a couple of weeks for him. Sony Michelle, that's the guy. 
I'll go with the Cardinals tonight since they're the home team. 37 to 20 last time. Not going to be a 17 point difference. I don't know, man. No, I, don't I, think, I, I this is uh, the, the the week began with a 29 nothing lead erased, right? <laughs> then we saw yesterday the Ravens had an opportunity to win that game. Yeah. Okay, even with it was that was what? That was 24 to 7 that game. No, it was 24 to 3. That game. We also saw the Bucks lose a 21-point lead. Yeah. We saw a lot of big leads. This is one of those Dallas crazy weeks in the NFL, lost man. Dallas, yeah, lost, Dallas lost that lead. Big lead. Lots of teams lost yeah. that Yeah, yesterday was nuts. Game's not over till it's over. Man. All right, we have an update on Lamar Jackson. What's that update on Lamar Jackson? Uh, not a high ankle sprain. Uh, the, oh. There are plans for Jackson to be out there Sunday Ooh, against nice. the Packers, but, quote, we'll see where it goes. Ooh. And Urban Meyer speaking today saying <laughs> – that uh, he and Marvin Jones did not have a heated conversation. There was no heated argument with Marvin Jones. Uh, he also was asked about Andre Sisco playing again, playing more. He said, quote, Sisco is playing a little bit more, I believe. I don't have his numbers in front of me. And uh, the gent, Demetrius Harvey, who covers the, uh, the Gators and the Jaguars for at Big Cat Country, notes that Cisco did not play a single defensive snap the day before. Come on, Cisco. What? Not what you want to hear when the coach is What? I I, I honestly, it's shrug emoji. I, I can't believe it. I I don't understand how an an NFL head coach would 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 not know whether somebody had zero snaps doesn't see yeah. the number in front of him. <laughs> I don't know of a single head coach that doesn't know whether somebody's played or not. Wow. <laughs> What's going on? We'll chat on Tuesday, everybody.